Welcome in the Most Electric Podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell going on no sleep, did VEASAN last night, and we're here to talk some baseball today, and you can't teach that. The greatest sport of the summer, Grant, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Welcome into a Wednesday MLB Picks edition of Ride the Line. Thank you so much, Tanner. Greatest sport of the summer because we don't have a whole lot going on. The Denver Nuggets won their championship. Vegas won their championship. Soccer, I know you don't watch it, but a lot of the big leagues are off right now. It's their offseason. It's not a whole lot to talk about in the sports world, but baseball always there to hold it down throughout those dry summer months. We got the WNBA. WNBA, yes, we do have that as well. Those are the only two major sports that are on right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean golf, but, you know, that's not quite as regular. I WNBA, like, so I am going out to Vegas. I'm very excited about this, but it's during the MLB All-Star break, and the only thing that's on one of the nights is WNBA, so I got to lock in on my lines because I went to the, the Connecticut Sun game, and it was very hard to watch. It was like missed layups, missed free throws, missed everything. So hopefully these guys, there's girls can lock in a little bit down the stretch because I got some bets to win. Well, if you're going to Vegas, you're going to get to see one of the best teams in the WNBA, probably the best team. And also, when you went, no it was way. early in the season. They were getting the rust off. It's going to be a better product for you. Yeah, okay. But we don't need to talk about WNBA this morning, Grant. We need to talk about some baseball. Before we do that, make sure you smash the subscribe button. Hammer it right now. We're coming on here three days a week. We're going to give solid picks two days a week, and then one day we're going to talk NFL futures. Hell, maybe we'll throw in a baseball pick in there, too, if the people subscribe enough. So smash the subscribe button right now. And Grant, tell the people what they got coming today. Well, we've got some of our favorite picks cooked up. Like we were talking about in the intro, it is the official reign of the MLB because not much else to talk about. This is going to be our first episode where we are going exclusively with MLB picks. So we did our best that we absolutely could. We dug into our bag of trips, tricks. We came out with our favorite betting lines for today. And we're here to share them with you. And Tanner, without further ado, you want to kick it off or you want me to? I want to kick it off, but I want to talk for one minute here because we got 15 minutes. I want to talk about one minute about the Oakland Athletics. The hottest team in baseball took down the Rays again last night. They had a a reverse protest, so people filled the stands. The place was rocking. I've never seen the Oakland Coliseum this packed for a baseball game. They showed up. They've won seven games in a row. What do you think of that? First of all, can we just agree that a reverse protest might be the funniest thing to ever happen in sports? Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's hilarious. Sell the like, team. They're all wearing everybody the out there who doesn't know the A's average the lowest attendance just because they hate their owner. They wanted to sell the teams so that he no longer has control of it. They don't want to lose their team. They just want to lose the owner. And so the, the owner had chastised them and said that if the fans showed up, maybe the team would play better and all this other nonsense. So the fans organized a protest where they would go to the game instead of avoiding it to prove that they weren't the problem. And I, I don't know. They've won seven games in a row. Maybe they were the problem this whole time. Like maybe the team would have been better if the fans actually showed up at the game. It's just a really crazy situation that's going on. But yeah, the A's won seven in a row. Crazy stat, Tanner. If you bet a $100 money line bet on the A's for those last seven games, you would have won over $10,000. Not with a parlay or any, or not with a huge bet. Just $100 every day on those last seven games, a week's worth of games. That's a pretty crazy number. I mean, here's a crazier stat, the fact that probably nobody would ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. What what logic is – I mean, 
this is a then this is here's a funny story for you. So I was it was what day is it? It's Wednesday today. So it would have been probably last Thursday, last Wednesday or last Thursday. I was putting in my bets for the day and the Braves or the the A's were playing. Was it the Braves? I don't know who it was, but whoever it was, I was fading them and I took their opponent minus one and a half or so I thought. I accidentally submitted A's plus one and a half. And so now I'm sitting there thinking, gosh. Am I really about to root for the goddamn A's? I said, there's no way. I can't do this to myself. I'm not going to lose a full unit just out of stubbornness. So I cashed out, lost the little bit of tax that you have for cashing out, bet their opponent, and of course, the A's won anyway. So I'm at I'm at war with the A's. They caused me a double loss, but maybe I should have seen it coming from the hottest team in baseball. They are the hottest team in baseball. Their streak will probably come to an end soon, but it's been a magical run for the Oakland Athletics. Grant, let's talk some baseball today. I'll start it off here. Going to go with a prop to start the day, and I know you got to play in this game, but I like Rafael Devers' two-plus total bases right now. You can get it for minus 140 on FanDuel. If you want to go up to three-plus total bases, you should just take that for the plus money, uh, but I'm going to stay with two-plus for minus 140. Totally fair price here. He was two for four yesterday, scored two runs, hit two homers. He's feeling it at the plate right now. thing about Devers is he's been pretty inconsistent overall this season, but when I look look at him in the spot it's hard not to love him against Austin Gomber who's going to pitch for the Rockies been terrible four and five with a 757 ERA 175 whip 79 hits allowed in 60 innings with 16 home runs this is a match made in heaven for Devers does not hit lefties as well as righties but still it's a uh, bet worth taking against Gomber just has not located yeah, the Sox are very up and down, and Devers has been a reflection of that so far this season. He seems to be on and up over the last couple of weeks. He's really been hitting the ball. That whip for Gomber, I feel like, is the most important in this matchup here. And then also, the Sox just played the Rockies the other day. They got a little bit of familiarity with them. Uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to say that this is a bad bet. It's not on my sheet, but you know, I don't have any problems with this. Yeah, Devers is going to take Gomber yard again. Grant, next pick, get into it. Yeah, well, I'll stay in this game since you brought it up, and I don't, I don't appreciate you hating on my guy Austin Gomber here Terrible. because while he has a seven six or seven seven, whatever the ERA is, it's actually a four point six on the road. Most players in every sport are better at home. That's not the case for pitchers of the Rockies because elevation, a lot more runs are scored. So while his whip isn't great, and I'm not really, it doesn't inspire much confidence, he is at least kind of average to mediocre on the road instead of just flat out terrible. And the guy he's going against, Garrett Whitlock, he has pretty much the same ERA. Gomber's 4.6 on the road, and Whitlock is just 4.7 in general. Whitlock also two points higher when he starts versus when he comes out of the bullpen. So that's definitely not a good matchup for them. In the last 30 days, the Rockies are actually 13th in slugging percentage. Red Sox are only 24th. You can charge some of that to elevation, but even if we bring the Rockies down, it's not like the Red Sox are really impressing that much. Uh, both teams, like I said earlier, when talking about Devers, they're both up and down. Rockies just so happen to be on an up. Sox just so happen to be on a down. The fact you can get for the Rockies for plus 1.5 at pretty close to even money, that's a really good bet in my eyes. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think the Red Sox will find a way to lose this game again because they've done that in the first two games of the series. Whitlock's not that good. They call him Garrett Shitlock sometimes. Um, he just hasn't been able to get the job done, Grant. So I don't mind that pick at all. But you know who's going to get the job done today? Mr. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is that guy still. Eight and four with a 295 ERA and a 1.09 whip. He's going to face the White Sox, which 
this team that's getting better, but they're still not there yet at 29 and 39. And I like the Dodgers on the run line. And I hate playing run lines for home teams, but it's hard not to here with Los Angeles. They're minus 285 on the money line. I'm not playing that. And they're just simply that much better than the White Sox. Clevenger is three and four with 419 ERA, 138 whip. Has been okay at times this season, but overall, I trust Kershaw a lot more than him. Also, when you look at the other numbers on offense, the critical numbers, Dodgers have scored 372 runs compared to the White Sox at 280. They've also hit about 45 more home runs this season, and their OBP is like 35, 40 points higher. So uh, even though the Dodgers are at home here, I still believe they can win by two runs. They could. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be favored in most of the games they play for a reason. Anytime you've got Kershaw on the mound, probably going to trust him more than whoever he's going against. But the problem for the Dodgers hasn't always been with those guys that you read on the paper or when you load up ESPN and you're looking at their their positions or their depth chart, whatever it might be. Some of the problems have been coming from their bullpen. They've been unable to close out a lot of games so far this season. So as far as carrying that minus one and a half, do I think the Dodgers can go up by the requisite two runs early in the game? Sure. But are they going to be able to carry it to the finish line against the White Sox team that, you know, to your point, is showing signs of life, is improving? That's where I would start to get a little nervous when we're coming down the stretch there. Ultimately, I would probably go with the Dodgers as well, but that would be what I'd be worried about. Yeah, I'm not taking the White Sox in the spot. I think Dodgers could go up 6 nothing early, and then the bullpen's got a little, a little buffer to work with there. Grant, what's your second pick? My second pick is I'm going to be talking about – you were talking about uh, Kershaw. I'm going to talk about another legend of the modern game, another pitcher, and I'm going to go to the Subway Series. I'm going to talk about Justin Verlander because while Justin Verlander is one of the greatest pitchers of you know recent years – He's just not really been that guy so far this season. Uh, he's two and three with a four eight five ERA over his last five starts. That changes to a six point oh oh, just a six flat ERA. He's going against Garrett Cole, who's been much better. Seven and one, two eighty four ERA. Pete Alonso is out injured for the Mets, which to me pretty much makes up for the fact that Aaron Judge is out injured. Obviously, Judge is a better player than Alonzo. Alonzo's really good, and he provides a lot to that Mets lineup, so that I think is almost irreplaceable. Uh, The Mets have also lost nine of their last ten games, Tanner. Nine of their last ten. I know they're getting a bit of a boost in the odds. I believe they're favored in this game, actually. I got the Yankees on the money line, but they're getting a bit of a boost because they are at home. But in my opinion, it's the Yankees. If you can sleep in your own bed at night, and it doesn't really matter so much if you're on the road. like That's still a home game for you. I'm taking the Yankees here. I love them in the spot. Yeah, Verlander's been too inconsistent for me to trust him in any way whatsoever. I like Garrett Cole. Again, Rafael Devers owns Garrett Cole. But other than that, he's been pretty good this season. So, yeah, I like the pick there. I, I would not take the Mets. I'm just – I think they're, they're not playing good baseball right now. And without Pete Alonso in there, it really hurts them. Yep, I absolutely agree. All right, Tanner, let me hear your final pick of the day. All right, so we're going to go under of eight runs in the Guardians versus Padres game. The Guardians offense is, it's a joke, honestly, and they have a pretty good pitcher on the mound today in Aaron Savali, 2-1 and one with a 2-3-1 ERA, 1.07 whip. Only gone 23 innings so far this season, but 19 hits allowed in that stretch with just one home run. He's been keeping the ball down the zone, been doing a very nice job, and doesn't have that elite strikeout ability, so the fact of the matter is he is locating. Michael Walker going for the Padres. I love Michael Walker, former Boston guy. 
six and two, three one eight ERA, one point zero nine WHIP. He's been sensational this season, quite frankly. Fifty four hits allowed in sixty eight innings, and this isn't a guy with a ninety eight mile an hour fastball. He's a guy that locates, uh, and that's critical in this game to keep it under. I don't think the Guardians offense is going to have that much success. The Padres are going to score runs, I believe, in this game, but Savali's still been good enough for me to trust him to limit their scoring output and keep this game under the eight-run total. I haven't looked at the odds for this game, or at least I don't remember what they were. I would be looking more towards the Padres' money line or run line, depending on how juiced the odds are for that, because I do agree with your point that I think the team that's going to be scoring the runs is the Padres. So I would lean to that more than I would with this total. I mean, the Guardians can on their day get hot. I mean, any team in baseball can. The Padres have also been hitting the ball really well lately. Like, we're talking nine runs here, six runs there. So for an eight-run total, that's, you know, it's not that far away. It could go over. Uh, I don't really have a lean on this one. Like I said, I would prefer taking the Padres in some sort of outright winner market. But if you like the under, tell you what, Tanner, I'll ride with the under with you. I got my hands up, and I'm locked in with you. Game sailing under. Graham, two and one on the show right now. Game sailing under. Sale. Yeah, I mean, you hit 66% of the time. You can't ask for a better return than that. Nope. That's why you got to subscribe to the channel. All right, Grant, finish us off. Yep. My last bet here, I'm going to take the Astros run line at home versus the Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals, better than I think most people thought that they were going to be. Not, not good. I don't want to say that. Not good. But they have been hitting the ball decently well lately. I think they're top 13 top 14 in batting average over the last month which is definitely better than you would have thought going into the start of the season now with that being said over that same last month period the Astros are eighth in scoring Nationals are only 20th they get guys in positions but they don't really know how to convert them also coming out of the bullpen Nationals the second worst ERA in baseball Astros third best ERA in baseball the starters it's Josiah Gray versus Framber Valdez you can call that Close to a wash based on season performances, but we know that Bowden is a much best, better player, and he often delivers in more high-leverage moments. Astros are at home where they're much better. They won game one of this series 6-1. to one. They just dropped some games to the Blue Jays. They're going to need to win, make up some wins, uh, help move back up the standings. Definitely taking the Astros here. I think this is a blowout for them. Yeah, I think it's a good play. I think it'll be tight early, kind of like we saw yesterday. I don't think there are any runs scored in the first four innings yesterday. Um, but the the Astros have been able to put up crooked numbers all season. So I like this play. Good play. Thank all you right. very much, Tanner. Red that's all. I, hey, that's what I got for you. And personally, I'm not going to lie. That was my favorite bet. And I think I like my Astros bet better than anything you gave out. Uh, I like all mine better because I'm two and one on the show. I think you're one and two. Uh, but anyways, Grant, anyways. That was another edition of Ride the Line, a Wednesday MLB Picks edition. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. We're going to be back on Friday with some NFL talk. Um, and you don't want to miss it, so turn post notifications on and all that. And I'll let Grant take us out of the show here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We absolutely appreciate it. Like the video, comment, let us know if you're going to tail any of these picks. And if you're not, let us know why. And we'll have a little discussion in the comments and we'll check back in after the game results are out. But that's going to do it for us. We're going to head out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you on a special Friday episode of Ride the Line.